0: Hi, my name is Jose Chong. I'm leading the Global Public Space Program of UN Habitat, the United Nations Human Settlement uh, Program. Welcome.
1: Thank you so much for listening to Urbanistica Podcast. I am Mustafa Sharif, an urban planner, and you're more than welcome to join my big journey of exploring the making of smarter and more livable cities. Please don't forget to follow Urbanistica on the different social media platforms, and also Let's Connect on LinkedIn. Big thanks to Urbanistica podcast partner, AFRI. AFRI is an international engineering and design company, providing sustainable solutions in the fields of energy, industry, and infrastructure. Are you ready for a new episode? Let's go for it. A pleasure to welcome you, Jose, to Urbanistica Podcast. Hey, and welcome.
0: Thanks, it's a pleasure to be here. Thanks a lot, Mustafa.
1: Thanks for coming. How are you doing?
0: Very good. Very happy like, to be participating for the first time in the Placemaking Europe, in this iconic city like, for urban development that is Pontevedra.
1: Yeah, yeah. How, how was your uh, day? Did you attend different sessions?
0: Yes, I have the opportunity like to uh, to participate in the opening session together with a mayor. And uh, the most important, uh, during like, uh, the different sessions, I managed like, uh, to talk to partners, to friends, but also other colleagues, and learning about experience, about urban development.
1: Yeah, amazing. So Jose, you are our storyteller on this episode. How would you like to introduce yourself and uh, tell us about your passion?
0: Yes, uh, my name is Jose Chong, uh, originally from Lima, Peru, living for the last 10 years in Nairobi, Kenya, where we have the headquarters of UN Habitat, the United Nations Human Settlements Program, and I'm leading the Global Public Space Program. So this is part of my passion, actually, like since I ended my architecture uh, degrees in, in Peru. I start uh, supporting an uh, urban design course, uh, and then later, uh, after many years, I start working with UN Habitat, supporting the Global Public Space Program that now uh, we are turning on 10 years anniversary. Wow! Well, congratulations. And leading for that, uh, leading the program after 10 years working with Habitat. No, so I, I'm very pleased like to present a little bit of our experience uh, working with the program.
1: Yeah. How how was the move like from uh, Peru to Kenya?
0: Well, actually, was uh, by chance uh, I did uh, my second master was in international cooperation and Mm -hmm. urban development in Germany, and then later in Barcelona. So it was um, a mixed experience, like uh, to be exposed uh, to uh, another realities. And after the master, I moved uh, to Kenya, uh, so temporarily, and then I stay longer.
1: Yes, that. yes, amazing. So, can you can you tell us about the background for the program that you're directing?
0: The program actually started uh, with a governing council resolution for the United uh, United Nations Human Settlements Program. This is a resolution that is promoted by governments, mm-hmm. saying to the agency on which topics they should uh, focus. And we start, um, and, and the government of Kenya actually requested uh, that UN Habitat start working with public space. Okay. Uh, the agency historically has been working a lot, for instance, like on housing issues, on sanitation and basic services. Yeah. But it was a, a change in a sense that is like a prioritizing public space as an important issue when we are talking about urban development. Yeah. So we started the program uh, researching about new theories, uh, and then like what is happening with public space placemaking actually came out as one of the important um, actors when we are talking about public space development. And um, after the research, uh, what we did is like to to see like what are the best examples in the world like to public space upgrading. And we created, uh, in that sense, like a what we call the global public space toolkit, yeah. that is a series of examples, principles, and uh, recommendations of how to improve public spaces. Yeah.
1: And when you say public spaces, is it like for a specific country or, or in which area are we talking about?
0: We are talking about the world. Uh, the, mandate. the entire world. Yes, yeah. it is a big responsibility actually yeah. from the program. Uh, United Nations, uh, UN Habitat is overseeing what is happening with the quality and quantity of public space in the world. Particularly, we have uh, sustainable development goals, that is uh, sustainable development goal 11.7, that is related to the quantity, but also the quality of public space. So how to make more accessible, more inclusive, more safety, public space for women and children, persons with disabilities uh, and older persons, no? So this is quite important uh, for us. So it's like a, we are working in the whole world, uh, monitoring the status, but with the priorities also in intermediate economies and developing world.
1: Yeah. When you say quality and quantity, so, so quantity is like the number of public spaces, right? If I understand correctly.
0: And the amount. So it's like a, the square meters that you have in the, in, in the
1: city. Also, so is there like a specific goals or no?
0: Yes, uh, actually, like uh, what we do is like a to, in general. What we wanted to have is to improve the quantity because we see that is in reality, in uh, when we are comparing in numbers, like uh, the quantity is is very small. Uh, we have recommendations that a good city needs to have around thirty percent of land allocated to streets, okay. and around uh, ten to fifteen percent land allocated to open space and public facilities. Yeah. In the world, in average, we are having around 16% of, of land allocated to open space and streets.
1: And you want to increase it? In, in general
0: yes yeah. uh, we what we are seeing in the urbanization trends uh, that is like that the city is growing with lower densities mm. that means that uh, first of all like a less people per hectare or per square kilometer yeah. but also that we are seeing is that less space allocated to open space and streets that are the fundamental space when we are talking about city and actually Pontevedra is an example of it
1: so this is like the the, the quantity And when when it comes to quality, what are you focusing on?
0: When we are talking about quality, it's important to understand. And actually, what we have is a tool, the Citywide Public Space Assessment Tool, where we are um, studying, like a, the uh, for instance, the accessibility to the public space, if they have like a universal accessibility, the conditions. What mm-hmm. we are studying also is the security of the, of the public space. Is a if it's a perception of security or is it real security? Uh, also, the facilities that you have in the public space, like a, for example, uh, uh, sittings areas, uh, uh, vegetation. Etc., but also it's like uh, the users that you have in the public space, no? Like how many people use the public space during the day, during the night, uh, during the weekdays, yeah. and during the weekends, no? So it's like uh, this, all these conditions give you an idea uh, of like uh, the, the quality in general and the users
1: of the public space. Yeah. So how, like Jose, how does it work? Let's say, uh, how do you select a, a public space and work with it? Can you, can you guide us through the process?
0: Yes. Uh, actually, we have like a two uh, uh, areas, like a two of selection of, of public space. The, the first one uh, is a to a technical support. Uh, this is a technical support that is uh, required by local governments or partners, like a how to improve. So it's like a, the approach to the program and they uh, tell us what are the, their necessities. Sometimes it's like an upgrading of a public space itself, or sometimes it's like a more to understand the system of public spaces that they have in the city, and to provide recommendation for a strategy of public space, you yeah. no? The other modality that we have is, all, uh, normally it's a call for, call for proposals, yeah. uh, that is like a uh, we used to launch every year, where it's like a the, uh, the cities um, propose like a certain spaces that they wanted to upgrade, and then it's like a, we have to have a selection of uh, places where we are doing implementation. Yeah. Only to remind us that it's like a, this uh, what we are we are doing on public space upgrading are pilot projects. Because for us it's important that it's like at the implementations. Normally it goes like a, with the local government yeah. and implementing partners because it's like at the uh, communities know and the local people knows how to improve exactly. the, uh, the public space. But what we bring on the table is the analysis uh, and also the knowledge that we gather like a, from different examples around the world. Yeah, and it's for us important as a pilot project to learn about the process and how to advise local governments or advise in certain topics that are are common. For example, how to increase security in public space, how to incorporate more the voice of children Mm. on the participatory process, how to include uh, the women and girls uh, and to make the, the, the places safer. And it's like a, for instance, like a how to incorporate nature-based solutions when we are talking about public space. No, yeah. so for us, these lessons are important because it's like a, we translated them to normative products. So it's basically guidelines where the people can download and they exactly. Can create so it's open source. It open source. open source.
1: And what you have to say, what the, the the value you bring is that you have a team of experts, but also like a huge di- database of different projects or all around the world, right?
0: Yes. So yeah. basically, it's like a, we have a pool of experts uh, that is uh, related to the different topics and, and requests. Yeah. But also, it's like a, we have the repository of the uh, sustainable development goals uh, where we are monitoring the status of public space around the world. So far, we have in our database around 1,500 cities. Uh, so it's like a, and then it's like a, we are monitoring what is happening with the status of public space around the different regions. Yeah. So we know, uh, for instance, like uh, which regions are performing better, and it's like a, which one we have to focus or
1: to improve. Yeah. Can you give us a highlight about like what are regions, the status, how is it going?
0: Yes. In general, uh, what we see like uh, there are uh, regional differences. And this is also related to the state of the urbanization. Okay. Uh, In, we have like a more urbanized regions, like uh, Europe or like uh, even Latin America, Mm -hmm. that they are reaching around 80% of the population that uh, are living in cities, but also other regions like uh, in Africa, they they only have like around 40% of the population living in cities. And this is related to urbanization rates, no? Obviously like uh, the ones that are growing faster and the ones that are less urbanized. Uh, In general, what we have seen also on public space development, is that um, the um, North American cities and European cities are the ones that has more land allocated to public space, but also other regions uh, are less. Like uh, for instance, like at uh, the same example of Africa or uh, certain regions in Asia. Yeah. So it's like a, we have to bring like at these disparities. Not only in the terms of amount of public space, but also on the access- accessibility of public space. Mm. So it's like a, these inequalities of five minutes walk to a public space that is like a, that we are promoting. Uh, certain uh, researchers said that it's around uh, 10 minutes walk. Yeah. But the important is like a, how we can increase the layer of accessibility to this important uh, function of the city.
1: Yeah. I'm, I'm very curious about like how, like the, the reporting. How do you gather all this data, like from so many cities? What is the, you call it, mechanism yes. of, of reporting to update, the, to follow up the SDG?
0: Yes, no, um, the SDG, uh, we have uh, the Global Urban Observatory. Yeah. So it's like a, we are in charge of monitoring what is happening with cities around the world. Mm-hmm. And uh, normally this data comes like a from self-reporting, like a from a national governments. That they gather this information, like from uh, cities, yeah. uh, and uh, normally what you have is a sample of cities uh, in the countries, but also in the regions, like to report uh, about uh, the, the global status. But in the SDG process, also we gather to all the member states to uh, report on on the status of the different indicators. In the case of public space, uh, we do like that that two ways. It's like some countries doesn't report about uh, the status of the quality of certain indicators. Because of... because of uh, sometimes like a lack of resources uh-huh. uh, that or like a maybe like a um, that is like a, they choose some indicators that they wanted to 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 report yeah and so it's like a, what we do is uh through satellite images mm-hmm. uh, we complete the layer of uh, of cities that is needed like a, to have a complete overview of what is happening in the world no yeah. so it's like a, this is satellite images uh, then uh, verifying uh, on the ground and is like a thing
1: like a consolidating the database. Yeah, and I think this this question you get a lot, like are we going to achieve the this uh, sub-goal and the time or no? This is
0: uh, a question that is, is is quite complicated. I think <laughs> that uh, in general, we yeah. have seen that it's like a, the, um, since the Millennium Development Goals uh, that it came before and yeah. down the Sustainable Development Goals, there are some positive aspects in terms of urban development. And this is positive, for instance, that it's like a, in proportion, uh, we have less people living in slums or informal settlements. So this is a big achievement. Uh, that has been produced a lot of years. And uh, so it's like there are some indicators that are improving in general. Uh, What we need to do is like to uh, still push like for like the different indicators because uh, the SDG is not only related to cities, it's related to the whole uh, changes that need to happen at the the, the society level like to have like a more sustainable ways of living in in our world. So I think it's, it's quite complex. Uh, but, in general, uh, we see that it's a possibility and and uh, the way to start actually is like a to monitor what is happening in the world and if we are improving or like we are uh, 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 reducing uh, the, the the values that are requested in, in the in different indicators
1: yeah. so how how big is the team like you're dealing with a kind of entire world How big is the team? what are like the different teams and like the organization?
0: Yes, in the UN Habitat is a relative a small agency like a, in the United Nations systems. Um, we have like a different office. Uh, the headquarters is in in Nairobi, Kenya, uh, and this is important because it's like a uh, we have uh, also UN environment. So it's the only headquarters that we have in a developing context. Uh, so this is quite important as a statement. Yeah, and it's uh, what we have is regional offices uh, in Latin America, in Rio de Janeiro, in Asia, in Fukuoka, in um, in Europe, a liaison office in, in Brussels, yeah. uh, and then the Africa uh, office in uh, Nairobi, Kenya. No? Mm. So it's like a, and we working always like a with country offices the, that are located in uh, the, 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 the different regions, and they coordinate like a with headquarters. The Global Public Space Program is, allocate, uh, is based in uh, headquarters in Nairobi, Kenya, but also we have like, uh, team members that are located in the different regions like, uh, to be able like, uh, to support the different requests like, uh, from, from countries.
1: Yeah. So like your closest team or le- the team that you work directly with, how big is it?
0: Yes, uh, our team is uh, around 15 people.
1: 15 uh, in, yes. in Nairobi. In, in Nairobi and other parts of the world. Okay, but it's not so big team, no.
0: No, it's a very small team. Uh, actually, like uh, it's uh, the one that we are supporting the program. But normally, what we do is like a, when we have like a, other requests from cities, it's like a, we uh, need like a to, uh, to to get more people to support uh, the programs. Yeah. Normally, we work in collaboration with country offices. And uh, also, like with the local governments, uh, implementing partners that actually support, like, to make the work happen.
1: Yeah, and the fifteen people, like, what kind of background? um, Let's say, are they like architects, planners, uh, economists? Who is in the team? We try to diversify the
0: uh, the 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 expertise that we have Uh, in house in UN Habitat. For instance, we have. Uh, lawyers, uh, we have economists, uh, we have uh, people specialized in public policy, and in the public space problem in general, uh, the majority uh, are planners, architects, urban designers, landscape architects, uh, and uh, also we have people like uh, uh, working more like a, with the uh, political science. And uh, also uh, people who is helping us more like in the administration part, no. But in general, it's more like related to uh, architecture and planning. But it's like when we request other expertise, for example, urban law or urban economy. Also, we liaise uh, with the experts that are part of the section level, no. So it's like the planning, uh, the global public space program. Is part of the planning, finance, uh, economy section. Yeah. So it's like a, we have that expertise in house, like a, to support like a, other projects that are requested. Yeah,
1: but like um, when when we hear or read about UN Habitat and all, we think like you're like 300 people or something. I didn't know that you're only 15. No,
0: no. Uh, well, this is a program, the public space program. But it's, it's like a, in yeah. the um, when when we are working like a, with uh, headquarters, it's like a, in Nairobi. I. I believe that now with the COVID times is a little bit difficult <laughs> I to see how many people we have in the headquarters, but it's around 300 people. 300, yeah. And in the world, uh, the at uh, LIHAC, the last statistic that they have is, was around 1,500 people yeah. who is working with yeah. the
1: with the agency. So w- what are like, uh, if you have in mind some of the other programs, like you have public space, what are the other programs from yes. your Unhappy
0: uh, We have, uh, basically we divide it uh, in uh, activities that are at a country level, regional level and headquarters. Yeah. And in headquarters, we, we have, uh, for instance, uh, sections that are related more with land uh, and housing. We have other sections that are related more with governance, Yeah. Uh, other sections that is uh, related more with uh, participatory urban uh, Islamic braiding, and uh, also other programs that are related more with human rights, mm. for instance. Mm. No? Mm. So it's like a, we have a variety of sections that are dealing like, uh, with uh, different topics that are related to urban development. We have a uh, project division, uh, so it's like a uh, help us like, uh, to set up the different projects, and colleagues that are uh, focusing, for instance, in topics like uh, climate change, uh, that is a big topic when we are uh, talking about uh, cities. Yes, and as a part of our mandate, uh, what we uh, that for us is important, for instance, like uh, to see uh, uh, gender equality. So we are also trying, like, a, to have like a, uh, some colleagues that are focusing on the topic of cities and gender equality, mm. uh, how to promote the city for people with disabilities, but also the topic of human rights that is fundamental when we are talking about uh, a United Nations yeah. agency.
1: So what what is like what are the challenges that you you face within within this program?
0: The the main challenges uh, first of all is. Um, uh, when when we are dealing with cities, it's like a the the high rem- demand and request uh, because uh, for a small program, it's like a there is a lot of demand, like a to to technical support. Mm. So this is one of the, the main challenges. The, the other challenge is also like a source of funding. Because it's like a, um, is we need to get funding like a, to be able like a, to support countries and uh, particularly when we are talking about public space implementation, because normally is uh, is you need like a some resources like a, to be able like a, to construct uh, and to implement uh, a public space, no? Yeah. And then um, this is uh, the day by day challenges that we have. Uh, the good thing is like a, we have uh, certain donors that is like a, they are. Uh, that they're aware of the importance of, of of public space that is like a, they they create in the in the mandate of the agency and uh, help us like uh, to implement uh, projects around the world. No, like um, uh, in the last ten years, for instance, we have upgraded uh, more than one hundred and forty public spaces wow. around the world. And um we have been uh, able like with this small team like uh, to support more than hundred cities in fifty-four countries. Wow. So I think it's a big achievement like a <laughs> yeah. for a small team in, in ten years and hoping like uh, to uh, be able like uh, to scale up uh, on the uh, on the activities and also in the in the in the program.
1: Yeah. And I, I wanted to ask you like when you when you come as a UN Habitat, do you like come with this mega big uh, agenda and like a long methodology is is it how to say is it easy to work why i should why should i me as a city why should i like work with you but not like work in the traditional way Yes, if, no, if you if you understand my question.
0: Yes, uh, I think uh, we always evaluate the capacities in house or the capacities of the governments. Mm. So it's like a, uh, depending of the capacities that you have to implement or to follow up projects. It's like a, we give you like a the customized tools like a, to be able like a, to use it. No, because the most important part of the tool is to be able to use it and to replicate it. No, if not, it's like it doesn't work. Yeah. Sometimes even is like a, to simplify the tools that is like a, normally like a, that the planning processes uh, uh, provided. No? So it's like, a, for instance, it's different like a, to work in, uh, in a context like a, a Nairobi, a city uh, in Africa, or when we're talking about um, participatory processes in Oslo or in Madrid. Mm. Or in, in Lima in Peru, no. So it's like a, there are different challenges. Uh, it depends of the capacity of the local government, and also like a, the ability to implement, no? Because yeah. it's like a, sometimes what we have is plans that are only like a very nice reports, but it's like a, you are not able to implement. That is uh, <laughs> the most true. important, yeah. No? Yeah. So it's like a, a depending of that, it's like a, we can have like a very complex processes. Uh, like a, for instance, uh, we can uh, we have been researching about uh, augmented reality. Uh, mm. So with with Ericsson, like uh, we have like a certain test, like a uh, to to try to test for the common uh, user of the space, like uh, how we look at a, a public space like uh, through 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 uh, through through some lens, lens yeah. and augmented reality, or like uh, we have like a. Uh, other methodologies that is can be looks uh, a little bit complex, but it's quite easy, like at uh, the game Minecraft. Yeah. That is like a, we built the uh, a public space in Minecraft, and we use it for participatory prop- uh, uh, purposes, and it's like a, to improve the public space design. No. Yeah. So this is quite interesting. We have been using in in a lot of countries, and uh, can uh, it has demonstrated that it has certain values in terms like a, of what the people are asking about the public space because it's a game, it's very user-friendly and very easy like, to engage people, particularly the
1: young population, no? Yeah. So, so, so like, the proposal, because uh, when, you, when you work on a, a public space, you come with a proposal, right? Like a design proposal. Are you going, like, for the lowest budget uh, proposal or how is the quality, if we, if, uh, if we talk about this?
0: Normally the um, depending of the budget that you are allocated to a public space upgrading is like a, you can also face it no so it's like a for instance if you have like a less uh, budget uh, for the implementation of the project like a, you can have like a phase one, two, one three exactly for the for the purpose of the implementation normally uh, also what we do is uh, depending of the project is like a we scale the the the, the availability of rec- resources and then it's like a, also like a the, the size of the of the public space phase that we are upgrading. No? Mm. So we have been supporting uh, big projects in a sense, like a more like a normal neighborhood parks like a, to be upgraded in the case of Kenya with three phases, and we were getting uh, the upgrading depending of the availability of resources, or even like a tiny project as a stair in the uh, hilly slopes of Lima, okay. uh, but it's like a for informal settlements of places that doesn't have access to potable water. Mm. So to have access to, uh, to Im- implement a stair that connects like with a uh, public transport is very useful for them because they use it every day and then it like improves their quality of life. No? Yeah. And there are very simple um, uh, upgrading projects that actually can transform the life of people, and this is something that is like a. Um, this is very pleasant, like a, when we manage like a, to see uh, the communities on the ground, and it's like a give you like a uh, you see the impacts that can have like a, in normal uh, uh, citizens yeah. in the cities. Yeah,
1: do, do you do you have a favorite public space or a project that like you're attached to, or you 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 think about? It's like some interesting project.
0: Yes. No. I. I think like uh, there are there are many
1: uh, actually depending of the
0: uh, depending of the time. But I actually I really liked, like like uh, a one uh, that is more related to a project but also to building a network. Uh, and it was showcased like uh, during my presentation during the first day of a conference, uh, the place making network in, in Nairobi. No, like it uh, is started as an event. That with uh, like a very uh, small interventions that is part of Givanji Garden that is a park that we have been upgrading in the in the CVD of Nairobi. This the only green space in Nairobi. It's like a, we manage to close one street, but also to activate uh, the space for one week. But it's like a, what we were doing is like a, to bring in the different partners of public space, like a, to uh, bring ideas and to activate the space. Yeah. The result of that uh, five years later is that it's like a, they are continuing like a, with a place making with Nairobi with very low resources, yeah, and it's like a, with uh, partners bringing uh, what they can contribute, no, like an in kind contribution, uh, the effort, the time, the networks, etc., and it's like a, they have managed like a, to, for example, like a, to. Uh, to have like a certain activations and recommendations at a, in the CVD, like a, with, with some projects of upgrading a street, mm-hmm. uh, putting like a bicycle lanes, etc. No, so it's like a this kind of incremental thing it, exactly. that is related with a community of practitioners that can help like a, to support like a, the local government on improvement of public space. So I think more than architectural design is the process and it's like involvement of communities and uh, practitioners on the uh, city development.
1: Yeah. And and uh, Jose, like uh, we are we are here for the Placemaking Week Europe, and you have been walking around in Pontevedra. Um, is there a, me- a specific message to people working on on city development here that you would like to leave for them?
0: Actually, um, something that was quite interesting and and um, a meeting with a mayor actually was that is like transformations takes time. Yeah, and it's like a, you can do it little by little, no? So I think like a, this is a lesson that is uh, coming up like a, from 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 different examples. <laughs> That uh, you have to change uh, the physical infrastructure, but also the mindset of the people. Mm. If the people demand to have like a more walkable streets, uh, more walkable public spaces, I think like uh, this is a situation where like uh, the, uh, the the infrastructure comes along with that request. Yeah. But it has to come like a uh, hand by hand, no? And then it's like uh, this kind of process. Are long-term and middle process. It's like a, you cannot change uh, the things like a from uh, from one day to the other. Mm. So it's like a, it has to come like a with uh, also with the knowledge of the general population about the importance and the quality of life, and they experience this quality of life, no? So I was talking with many people here in Potevedra, they like to live and it's a very well known of urban design, but also what they don't see behind is like a a long-term political process that is part of the transformation of the city, no? Because Mm -hmm. what happens sometimes it's like a, the technical or like a, the principle of urban development that they are not followed along the years. Mm. And also this doesn't uh, conduce to uh, a good implementation of projects, uh, long-term processes, uh, community building, etc.
1: Yeah, so if you summarize your message to, to Pontevedra for the future uh, development, what it will be?
0: I think, like in, in general, they are doing great. Yeah. Um, I I I believe that there are um, maybe like a, now, it's like a to they, they have a challenge, no? Like a how to reinvent themselves exactly. after so, so so many years. <laughs> um Probably there is another agenda that has come in the, in, in the recent years. Like, a, for example, climate action. Yeah. Like a, to uh, have like a more native resolutions, reduction of uh, emissions. So like a, there are challenges that uh, all the cities are are facing. Uh, and then also like a how to uh, to 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 bring innovation and maybe lot more livelihood and activities. No, but in general they are doing quite well. Uh, but it's like a, a how uh, after these many years like a. Uh, focusing in one model, how to change in a way that is like a they continue with this quality of life, but bringing maybe like a the new theories or like a, a the new population that yeah. actually is coming here. Like a, there is a lot a lot of youth population that is moving to Pontevedra because of the good conditions exactly. and the quality of
1: life that they are bringing. It's like a livable city and also a pedestrian friendly city. So um, you mentioned at the beginning about the placemaking is also an, inter- an interesting part. Of what you consider when you develop public spaces, uh, can you tell us more about this?
0: Placemaking, uh, we believe that is an important tool uh, because it's like a, it can bring uh, the, the the activation of, of the space, but also can bring the community in the when you are doing placemaking. No, because I think like a, it's a is you can be you can see the end results in a sense like at uh, these uh activities that is happening. Yeah. But also th- I think that the most important part when we are talking about these kind of tools is like a, to make uh, a sense of belonging, a sense of community. And I think this is fundamental when we are talking about public space. No, we are not t- only talking about hard infrastructure that you have to build that is there. Mm-hmm. And sometimes if you don't use it, like uh, basically it doesn't have a meaning. But if you have like a, this kind of sense of place uh, when you having these activations and like a the use of the public space, I think this is better in terms of because it has like a lot of collateral uh, benefits, no? Like a, for example, security. Uh, you have like a social cohesion. Uh, you have like a, a sense of belonging. Uh, and this was quite important. For, for instance, when we were talking about the pandemic, no, yeah. like uh, the, the values of public space, we were talking um, uh, to bring again like uh, the example of Pontevedra. No, when it's like uh, the when I asked to the mayor like uh, what were the challenges during COVID-19 times? Yeah, it's like uh, many cities, for instance, has to adapt public space and they had to do tactical urbanisms in in a way like uh, to expand. Uh, the area allocated, like a uh, to uh, the in the public, public space, para yeah. uh, to 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 be able, like uh, to maintain, like a uh, this kind of 1.5 meter uh, yeah. distance. But in the case of Pontevedra, they didn't they didn't have to do anything of that because they already had it. Yeah, no? So yeah. it was nice, like a uh, this kind of things that uh, public space can be uh, and that was something that we discovered that is like a that can be an asset on time of crisis. Exactly. No? And, and this is uh, fundamental, and I hope that this lesson. Is uh, continue with us in, in, in the future?
1: For sure. So what, like I usually ask our uh, my guest about what? Okay, what can we do more? What? How can we become better? So, but also like, what should we stop doing? Let's say as a placemakers, from in your opinion?
0: Yes, um, I think um, in general um, this is. Um, you have like a a lot of of things that uh, that is like a that the community knows probably no. So it's like a, sometimes it's like a, when you are coming like a, with uh, this kind of uh, we tend as a professional sometimes like a, to come like a, with a with an expertise that we yeah. that we know everything yeah. no. And and actually this is some principle also some, some, uh, of of placemaking no. That the, the community is the expert. And sometimes, like we tend to forget that, mm. because uh, you have the community that uh, actually uh, operates in the public space, and then is like a, they know what are the the, the uh, what are the problems, the challenges, and uh, maybe the opportunities. No, so this is quite important when you have the community. No, mm. sometimes the, the the challenge is that you don't have the community, but it's uh, probably like if you dig. A little bit down, is like a someone will be a yeah. user, yeah. you have the neighbor, you have like a maybe the business community that is part also of the one operating the the space. No. So I think like a this um and and, and sometimes like what we try to do is like a overdo the analysis assessment, but it's like a, we ask to uh, the stream vendor that is there, that maybe he will tell you what is the problem, or what we ask to the community, they will tell you that the main problems, and then it's like a you can design to that. No, so maybe like a we have to Think about the tools uh, that are mm. uh, amazing, and I think like that uh, help us like uh, in the in the specific problem. Yeah. But maybe like uh, we have to think about the right tool, but also to discuss with the community to, exactly. to, to see the problems exactly. and maybe like uh, to discuss that, exactly. that, that advantage.
1: So like even with the, with all the tools we have, we shouldn't forget about the community opinion. Even if we like Placemaking is a huge part of it, building on community's opinion, but still like we should really really integrate them all in.
0: Yes, yes, yeah. I, I believe that. No, and, but this is not only a problem of placemakers, but also kind general, of yeah. a problem of professionals in general. No, yeah. and particularly when we are talking about uh, architecture urbanism, that is like a we are dealing with the social aspects. No, so it's like a uh, that is like a there is a lot of values. Uh, even like a when we are doing like a participatory processes like a with uh, children mm. they have an interesting voice, uh, and, and it's quite interesting like a, working with children uh, because it's like a they are uh, quite straightforward on exactly. the necessities. There is
1: no agendas like they telling their opinion.
0: Yes, uh, but it's like a, they are quite direct. But uh, in in general, it makes sense, no? Because always yeah. working with children, like uh, they ask us uh, the activities that they prefer. But also they are thinking about uh, the caretakers, no like uh, the fathers, the parents yeah. uh, the 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 mothers uh, so it's like a, all the the ones who are taking care of them, so it's like a, as a part of a, a complete design of the of the space no so I think yeah. we have to take in consideration also uh, the different voice of of communities yeah
1: and what should placemakers keep doing or start doing?
0: I think like uh, the the movement is is growing, yeah. and I, I think like uh, this is something that is uh, since many years we have seen like uh, the the place making community growing in general. I think it's like a, for instance, like a to, the sharing of of tools, the, the sharing of experience is something that is very valuable. Yeah. Um and um and this is something that is, for example, the placemaking network is doing. No, but it's not only here in Europe, but also around the world. I think like a, there are more interactions that needs to happen, like a, for example, yeah. with placemaking in Latin America, placemaking in Asia, uh, or even in Africa. No, because it's like a the creativity starts when you have necessities, no? So mm. I think like a uh, this kind of uh, interesting experience that uh, you can uh, see in other contexts is something that could be uh, very beneficial like for uh, the placemaking community. And is also like a uh, can uh, support to help like uh, the movement. And something that is is something interesting that has been happening here and it has grown like from the last conference is also the involvement of local governments, no? So it's like you have more local government participating on this activation of the space that is is quite nice. And um, um, uh, don't forget the participation of of them is fundamental when we are talking about improvement of, of cities. I will put one one example because I, I think like this is quite important. We have been supporting uh, Wuhan, the city of Wuhan, that is quite well, very famous now. We used <laughs> to explain where is Wuhan before, and we have been supporting them like a, for many years on um, in a program that is called people-oriented uh, public space. Okay. So this quite was quite interesting because it's like a. They were interesting, like a uh, how to bring participation mm. or the voice of the community, like a uh, to urban design, no? Yeah. So and, and I think like a uh, uh, this was quite interesting. We used block by block, uh, Minecraft, like uh, to involve communities, and talking to the um, uh, to the planning institute, they told me, told us that was quite interesting. That is like a, for the first time they managed like, to talk with a community uh, to incorporate the necessities. Yeah. And in that year, 2018, also they organized a placemaking event I remember, to, to, yeah. to try to learn like, a, from experience around the world. No? So I think like a, this kind of knowledge sharing that is happening, I think like I can cross fertilize like a different environments of the lessons uh, and how to share information.
1: Exactly. So uh, we are in the last section of this episode and i love to ask you like uh, three questions. So the first one is about what is the future of, of the public space program?
0: We, after 10 years, actually was quite nice. Uh, it's, a, it's a relatively long time like a for the for yeah. program. But it's like a what has helped us is like a, to understand uh, what we need to do, and also even like a definition of public space, no? Yeah. Because it's like a, when we are talking about public space, you need to understand the substance, no? We have learned that there are actually many definitions uh, when we go to a different context. Uh, we have developed uh, a lot of tools, a lot of methodologies. We have a lot of experience. And is uh, what we are doing, and, and actually this year is important for us because we are the celebrating this decade. We have a big event during the World Grand Forum in, in Poland. Yeah. And what we have decided is like a how to move forward to the next ten years or for the future, no? Okay. So, and how to accommodate like a from these lessons to scale up the mm. the, the projects. Yeah. Because it's like a, we have being uh, in the impacts uh, we have mapped that if we have improved the life of 2.3 millions in people but still it's very small when we are comparing with the
1: whole world of course
0: so it's like a how to uh, scale up the uh, the impacts i think this is quite important and for us i think it's important like uh, to work more at a city level Mm -hmm. but also at a national level no because it's like you need to have or to push agendas to have national regulations of how to improve public spaces at a national level or at the regional level, to be able like, to scale up like, at these impacts. Exactly. The, the other thing that is important for us is also like, the, the different topics that, that are emerging, like for example, climate action that we discussed a little bit before. So how green and blue corridors can help us like to uh, to 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 increase resilience in our cities, mm-hmm. I think it's, it's a topic that's fundamental, and other crises that we are seeing, no, like a, how public space can help you, like a, to uh, integrate migrants and refugees with host communities, no, yeah. because sometimes like you have like a, this kind of conflicts. So it's like a, we are looking. To, uh, to these cross cutting issues of uh, public space that can help also mm. topics that are more global uh, yeah. in a sense. It's a huge work now. It's a huge work. Yeah. yeah.
1: So now, uh, if you don't mind, I will um, make a video of you. Yeah. And the question is three takeaway messages to pacemakers.
0: For me, I think it's fundamental, uh, like a first start with a community. This is important to start uh, to understanding what is the necessity for the communities and knowing that communities is an expert. This is a message that we have passed through and this is fundamental. The second one is like a how to to scale up uh, the the activities that they are doing uh, more at the neighborhood or at the city level. So, because sometimes it's like a, the interventions are very small, improve the community, but it's like it doesn't allow like a, to this transformation, like a, to be more integral and to transform neighborhoods and to transform cities and to transform the whole mindset of the, the citizens. And the third one is maybe like a, to share experience and to increase the networks. So it's like a, how they can transform the experience like a, from, from their own city, but it's like a, how to be built as a network that can be. Uh, supporting European cities, but also other contexts in the world, like uh, to uh, support each other, and uh, to have a movement of, of citizens, of placemakers, that can transform uh, the cities through public space upgrading and through activation. So I think like uh, this is my takeaway like, uh, from the placemaking community.
1: Yeah. So And the last question is going to be you asking it. It's not me this time. So what is your question to me and to the listeners?
0: I think um, this is a, a very complicated <laughs> question. I hope that it's like a, they, they can listen uh, to me, but maybe like a, a, I will ask, um, what will be the recommendations uh, for the, the United Nations Human Settlements Programme, particularly on public space, like uh, to reach out more, like uh, to the general public, and to get to know what are things uh, we are doing and how to support them best.
1: Yeah. Thank you so much, Jose, for giving your valuable time and for sharing all the knowledge and experience with us. I really enjoy talking to you and hopefully talk with you in the future with the interesting stories as well. Thanks a lot, Mustafa. Thank Thank you. Well, thank you so much for listening to Urbanistica Podcast. I hope you really enjoyed this episode. You learned something new and also got inspired by the guest. Don't forget to share the episode on your social media and recommend it to people you think they are really interested in this topic. Thank you so much again for giving your valuable time to Urbanistica Podcast. I am Mustafa Sharif. Keep up the good work. Keep loving cities.